here we are once again, once again with another game night after. I am your host, one Mr. Ryan Meadows of the Free Basketball Family, and we are part of the Lead Sports Media. Here is another game recap for everyone in 15 minutes or less. This one might actually be the shortest one we have had so far, but talking about a game that happened tonight, May 12th, on this beautiful Wednesday evening. It's hump day, everyone. And we got to watch the late night game of the Portland Trailblazers versus the Utah Jazz. And this was starting out as a pretty promising game and then fell flat very, very quickly. And especially in the second half. But I'm getting a little bit of ahead of myself. Let me back up. Um, the Blazers won this game 105 to 98 in a very uncharacteristically kind of low scoring affair between these two teams. I feel like I'm used to seeing these teams in the 120s to 130s every time they play, but the Utah Jazz without a few of their stars, no Donovan Mitchell again, I think this was his 13th or 14th game out. Mike Conley is out again for his um, 7th or 8th game, I believe, but the participants that were there, Damian Lillard, 30 points, 6 assists, CJ McCollum at 26 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, Carmelo with a nice 18 points off the bench, Nurkic with 11 points, 15 rebounds for the Utah Jazz. Rudy Gobert had 15 points, 20 rebounds. Jordan Clarkson had 29 points, the only bright spot really for the Utah Jazz tonight. Joe Ingles had 14 points, Boyan Bogdanovich had 12 points. So if you watch this game at all, or if you didn't watch it all, I am here to tell you what happened. These are kind of the goal of these game recaps that if you didn't watch it, I will hopefully explain it well enough to you so you felt like you watched it yourself. So I'm hitting the highlights, kind of those League Pass game recaps that you can get sometimes whenever the site is actually working. So here's the recap. Three-point shooting was really kind of the difference in this game. Um, the Blazers, both teams did not shoot the three ball particularly well. But the Blazers did marginally better than the Jazz. And that basically was the difference in this game. So the Blazers shot 41% from three, only 13 for 32. The Jazz shot 30%, and that was only because of a couple threes late from their bench. These numbers were even worse before the bench came in in garbage time and hit a couple threes, so it boosted numbers a little bit. But they shot 12 for 40 from the three-point line. So most of the game, they were in the mid-20s, and then they had that last couple, two or three threes that their bench, deep bench, you know, their 12th and 13th men hit in the final two minutes but the game was odd when nobody's making shots the jazz need a lot of rhythm and they like the passing around the wing to open players and nobody on the jazz had that going from outside so it resulted in a low assist game from both teams it turned into a one-on-one match nobody on the utah jazz have more than four assists joe ingles have four assists and i think he was only one Blazers only had one person or one or two people with six assists, and one of those people was Yosef uh, Nurkic. So, when you're talking about a one on one game that the rest of your team is not hitting the open shots that you're creating for them, it devolves into a pickup basketball game one on one style. And when that happens in the NBA, it's truly just who has the better one-on-one shot creators and the Blazers had that in Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum so that's basically what this game boiled down to but into the first quarter Jazz actually came out opened the game with a 16-4 lead 
And no resistance on the perimeter from the Blazers, but there's also no resistance on the perimeter from the Jazz. So the Jazz hit their first seven shots. And it feels like, okay, here we go. This is going to be an up-and-down game. You know, the Blazers are going to respond. And from the very first four or five minutes, it felt like a game that was truly who's making their shots and who isn't because no one's going to be able to stop the other one. And in a sense, that ended up being correct. But after the first quarter, the Jazz were leading 31-24. to Jazz were shooting 60% from the field, and the Blazers were shooting 36%. Now, that completely flips in the second quarter. Melo gets hot, scored eight points in the first seven minutes of his actual playing time off the bench. Um, and the quarter was just back and forth. There was no one that really got away from each other. Um, and it was a relatively decent, fun quarter. Um, and the Blazers kind of came alive, had 32 points in that quarter. Nurkic, the only kind of highlight of the entire game, really, was Nurkic almost putting Gobert on a nasty poster in the second quarter, but he just wasn't able to put it down. But really, the, f- the most fun play of the game was at the end when the Utah Jazz hit a bucket. Nurkic took the ball inbound, threw it down the court with one second left to C.J. McCollum, hit him in stride, and he hits a follow out the baseline to give them two heading into halftime, which gave the Blazers a three-point lead. They were up 59-56 to at half. At halftime, the Blazers had rebounded shooting. The Jazz have cooled off, and it's not going to get really any better um, for the Jazz. They really cooled off from the three-point line. Blazers were 45% from the field, 50% from three at half. Jazz were 46% from the field, 29 percent from three so you're already seeing the signs cj had 17 points dame had 16 Nurkic was at six points 10 rebounds clarkson had 16 points in the first half gobert had 11 points 11 rebounds now getting into the third the third the jazz three-point shooting woes just absolutely continue they cannot buy a bucket and the blazers are basically getting whatever they want dribbling off the perimeter Um, Now, of course, the Blazers aren't hitting a ton of shots either, so it kind of keeps it nip and tuck, but the Jazz are just so discombobulated. I think they only hit two threes total in the third quarter, and Dame, this is what I'm talking about, about when it's one-on-one, it's just, who's your better go-get-me-a-basket guy? Jazz only hit maybe two threes in the third. I may have missed one. Dame has 10 points in the third, so... Blazers extend their lead, not large, but they lead 84 to 76. Starting in the fourth, the Jazz are searching for anything. They start Matt Thomas just to hopefully get some three-point looks. And, of course, he misses when he comes in. But ugly start to the quarter. Both teams really not frenetic, but it's just not very well played. The Jazz were playing a lot of Trent Forrest, who is a great story for an undrafted guy to be able to play rotational minutes for the Jazz, but the Blazers weren't even trying to pretend like they were guarding him, and it felt like the Jazz were playing four on five the entire fourth. I mean, he chucked up, I think, three threes in that quarter, and I don't think one of them was even close. So the Jazz discombobulated, just cannot get together, really sloppy to start the the, the quarter, and the the Blazers not any better, but... At least they have a competent player that could put a bas- the ball in the basket for them in CJ and Dame. And that's basically the game. The Blazers win 105-98. to The Jazz only scored 42 points total. 
in the second half. The Blazers weren't much better. They only scored 46 points in the second half. But that's just the tale of two halves. And this was just an ugly game. Um, The Jazz, both teams looked gassed. The three-point shooting was awful. Bench was non-factor for the Jazz. They really affected and hurt them, those first guys that were off the bench. Blazers weren't great either, though. Like I said, both teams are just just trying to get to the playoffs. Like The Blazers just want to stick in their five seed that they're in now, and they just want it to be over, all right? So they got a handful of games left. I think there's three games left. So the Jazz are trying to hold on to the one seed. Suns have been faltering of late, too. So I think they'll hold on to that. Portland is tied with Dallas to stick in the five and six. So Portland's just trying to stay where they are. And I told Daniel, if you listen to free basketball, we did our seedings predictions. I said a team that could make a run like this is the Portland Trailblazers. And look at this. They are 9-1 and one in their last 10 games. And they have moved up to a five seed. So suck on that, Daniel. But the... Looking forward, if this is a potential playoff matchup, which the only way it really is is if the Blazers somehow falter, the Lakers catch them, they're in the play-in, and they get to the Jazz in the first round. If they met in the first round, I do not think the Jazz are going to have a single problem with the Blazers. I know Dame can give Herculean-type performances and carry the Blazers, but... If Donovan Mitchell and Mike Connolly are back for the Jazz, I do not expect the Jazz to have four terrible shooting nights. Um, And even if they have the terrible shooting nights, Donovan Mitchell is not the same on-par level as Dame and go get me a basket, but he's not that far off. So Mitchell can carry them through those shooting lulls. But with Mitchell and Connolly back, it puts Ingles... Um, Clarkson being the firepower off the bench instead of having to start Georgie Nang, you know, they can have their normal rotation. So I don't think if they happen to meet in a playoff matchup, if the Jazz are healthy, that's the caveat. I do not think the Jazz are going to have a problem with the Blazers. Um, And Dame, who has proven everyone wrong before, could absolutely do that to me here and actually beat the Jazz. I just don't see it. The way that the the Blazers defend, not really an interior presence. Um, I just don't think it would be much of a fight. Now, I do think it would be high scoring. I don't think we would have any game in this series that would be 105, 98, or even close. I think they would all be in the 120s to 130s. It's That seems to be the Blazers strategy of late. Outscore everyone. We're not going to defend you. We're just going to outscore you. So there could be a lot of super fun, classic, high-scoring games in this. But I think the eventuality is the Jazz winning it in 5-6. and So, couple games left. Daniel is still doing his Grizzlies recaps over on the Free Basketball Grizzlies edition. He announced, uh, if you listen to his episode that came out today, talking about the Mavs game the other night, me and him are going to get together... As soon as this regular season over and we know who the play-in matchup is, we're going to get together and we're going to break down the Grizzlies matchup against whoever that is. Seems to look like it's the Spurs right now. Things could change. Warriors could falter. We might be able to catch them. We're only a half game back. And we could be playing potentially the Lakers or the Mavs or the Blazers. So pay attention to your feeds. Thanks for listening in. Hope you enjoyed it. We will be back soon. 
free basketball game night after out.